Welcome to My Tiny Tarot Practice. I'm Amelia Ruby, and on this podcast, I share my tiny tarot practice, exploring the tarot card by card, starting with each suit of the Minor Arcana. Today's card is the King of Cups. In the Rider-Waite-Smith edition of the tarot, the King of Cups is a person seated on a throne, and that throne appears to be floating in the ocean. We can see a fish jumping in the background. We can see a ship off in the distance. The King of Cups is riding these waves, is on the sea, but is not touching the water. The king is seated on the throne wearing a golden cape, wearing a blue tunic, holding a scepter in one hand and a cup in the other. The king has on a fish necklace, a medallion of a fish, and a crown on their head, and they gaze off into the distance. When I look at this card and I think about what the kings represent, representing a certain type of mastery over the topic of their suit, so the king of cups representing a certain type of mastery over the emotional and the intuitive and the psychic and the spiritual, when I think of that, I'm reminded of the way that having mastery over these boundless, always changing inflow things requires a certain type of detachment from them. Any mastery of our emotion requires understanding that emotions are fleeting, that they will end, that even if we can immerse ourselves in them, we have to be aware of their fleeting nature. Similarly, any mastering of the psychic requires that we know how to return from another realm to our own. And I think that the King of Cups is the master of this detachment and return. The King of Cups can be on the ocean, but not in the ocean. In my interpretation of the Queen of Cups, I shared that I always think of her as submerged in the ocean, even though the Rider-Waite-Smith version of the tarot depicts her as seated on the shore of the sea. With the King of Cups, it's almost the inverse for me. I feel like the signature of the King of Cups is his or their detachment from the sea, but also the way that they are tethered to it. For this King of Cups and the Rider-Waite-Smith version of the tarot, there is only the sea for them. There is no land here. But yet they are not of it. The King of Cups could dip their cup down anytime, but in this depiction they don't. They are wearing a fish, the medallion of a fish that's certainly not a living symbol of creativity, yet they are surrounded by those living symbols of creativity. We see a living, leaping fish in the background. And so with the Queen of Cups, we see this depth of connection with water, with intuition, with emotion. And with the King of Cups, we see the detachment that comes from any attempt to master these watery realms. I don't use the word detachment as a value-laden term. I'm not thinking that detachment is bad. In fact, I'm almost thinking more of the detachment of a therapist who is so in touch with feelings, who is so wise and informed about them that they're able to create distance between themselves and the emotional. That, to me, is the King of Cups. 
But I think in the experience of the King of Cups, then if we encounter a person who is like the King of Cups in our lives, we might feel that detachment a bit, that deep sense of being understood, but perhaps there's still something that feels like it stands between us and them. With the Queen of Cups, I think we can get very close. I said in my interpretation of that card that the Queen of Cups is a queen of boundaries, but boundaries that are a barrier like skin, so closely held. The King of Cups, I don't think will let us get too close. It's not a barrier like skin. They've got the whole ocean surrounding them. So just like I said with the Queen, every time I pull the King of Cups, I find the card eluding me a bit. There's something elusive about it. I can't quite grasp it. But I think that's precisely the point. We can't fully understand the emotional, the spiritual, the intuitive, because understanding is about bringing it fully to consciousness. And the cups is about the relationship between the conscious, the unconscious, and the subconscious. It's about our relationship to these parts of life that are slippery, that are fluid, that we can't lock in, that are elusive. And while the Queen and King of Cups represent a certain type of mature relationship to these fluid topics, that doesn't mean that they're suddenly fixed or easy to understand. And that, to me, is the invitation of these two cards and the invitation of the King of Cups, especially a reminder that no matter how good we think we are, at understanding our feelings, there's always something more. We're always out to see a little bit. Thank you so much for tuning in to my tiny tarot practice. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review for the show. That will help other folks know how much you enjoy it. I also curate a bookshop page where I share tarot books, decks, and other magical resources that can help you deepen your tarot practice. You can find that at the link in the show notes, and any purchases you make through that link will bring me a small affiliate payment that helps me keep this podcast going. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode and joining me as we journeyed through the suit of cups. I wish you all the watery wisdom and wellness.